Well, today we have um, a special privilege and honor uh, to have an interview with uh, Ryan Ward, our president, who's been our president since 2017, and Pastor Brian Hughes. I'm going to invite both of you gentlemen to come up right now and sit in these um, chairs. And um, Brian has been the senior pastor here at Grace for 37 years. That's a long time to be serving a church. And so we appreciate your example of faithfulness, Brian. And, and last May, I don't know if all of you know this, but last May, the board of directors at Montana Bible College decided it was time to take a very large step and begin movement toward what we would see as a fully dedicated campus. And now some months later, as those plans are kind of emerging and coming into fruition, we thought it would be good and important to share with you some developments on that front and to have both Brian, Pastor Brian and Ryan, share with you their thoughts on our historical relationship and where we are at now and where we are moving ahead in the future. And so just to get us started, um, both of you, Brian and Ryan, could you uh, share with us how long each of you been involved with, with NBC? Talk a little bit about your history with the college. Go ahead. Well, I've had the privilege actually of being with uh, Montana or connected to Montana Bible College since its inception because uh, I had the opportunity to be one of the founders, the five men that sort of had a vision for a Bible college here in southwest Montana. So we met as a committee for a couple years, I think it was. Uh, Ryan's dad was one of those men. He was pastoring in Helena at the time a gentleman by the name of Ron Parkhurst, who was uh, pastoring at Manhattan Bible Church at the time. And I was here at Grace, or actually we were downtown at that time. Um, and then Maynard Mathewson, who was over in Paradise Valley uh, Church, and then Mark Amonrud, uh, one of our elders. So it was the five of us who met for a couple years and sort of laid out a, a vision, a doctrinal statement, a, you know, how we we're going to operate, that type of thing. So um, and then since that time, I've had the privilege of teaching here at NBC, I think every year, uh, either both semesters or one semester of every year. Uh, so it's, it's been a real joy to be a part of it all the way along and watch it from infancy to, to, to until today. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate that. Ryan, want to talk about your history with college? Sure. I've been able to see the college from its infancy till today as well, though not from the standpoint of a participant all the way. When I was uh, just a younger boy, it was when my father was part of that group that Brian was just talking about. And so I can remember even helping my dad as a kid as he was putting together these mailings for the Bible college, he would commandeer my services to lick envelopes. I remember the distinct ick of the glue on my tongue from doing that as a kid. And uh, then as I uh, became a college student myself eventually, I ended up at Montana Bible College as a student from 1997 through 2001. And then in about 2004, 2005, while I was serving pastorally, I ended up serving on the board of directors for the college for a couple of years. So that was an interesting look into the school from that perspective. And then I came on staff in 2006 and have been here ever since. So it's been a long journey for me, too. Uh, Fun times. 
So it's been kind of unique, Pastor Brian. You've been here. You've been involved with the college since its inception back in 1987, and also you and you were under that teaching and and development uh, while Brian yes. was a part of that. So it's kind of an interesting. He was my pastor. Yeah, he was your for, pastor. Uh, all my uh, kind of junior high and high school years. That's neat. It's a neat, neat history. So could you both share a little bit more about uh, the unique relationship that Montana Bible College and Grace Bible Church have had through the years? It's been kind of a unique relationship and a special one. Can you, can you just comment on that? Uh, yes. Uh, one of the things a lot of people don't realize is that NBC has been, since its inception, completely distinct from Grace Bible Church. Uh, the reason why that picture gets a little muddied is because we offered to uh, Montana Bible College to use our facilities. This is even when we were downtown, but always stressing that we saw independence there because it was an independent Bible college. And, and, uh, but we housed the, the school downtown uh, from the very beginning. We just offered that and said, hey, uh, instead of maybe a monetary gift like some other churches may want to give to Montana Bible College, our gift to the school and our gift to this ministry will just be to house you as long as you need that. So that began when we were downtown at the corner of Olive and Tracy all the way until we moved into this facility uh, Thanksgiving weekend of 1999, and Montana Bible College moved with us, and we said, yeah, there's plenty of room in the building uh, to have classes and that type of thing, and then when we needed to expand our building over to this west side over here and move our offices, we said, listen, we're going to be moving our offices. We just have vacant offices, so if you can use those offices, then use them. So it's been this really close relationship uh, in that sense, but... Always independent, and I don't think that everyone always knows that. I don't know how many times Ryan has heard. I'm sure, uh, as I have, people make the comment like, yeah, your Bible college. You know, they'll say that to me, and I say, well, it's not our Bible college. It's housed in our facility, but it's, it's not our Bible college. And I'm sure Ryan has had to make the same correction to people as well when they say, well, you're part of Grace Bible Church's Bible college, right? No, it's not Grace Bible Church's. So that's, that's sort of been the relationship. And I would just add to that that it's been a really special relationship through the years. I think that Montana Bible College, I want to say the words could not exist, could not have existed without Grace Bible Church's provision. I guess I shouldn't go that far because God could have provided in a different way. It's that God did choose to provide for Montana Bible College through uh, the facility of Grace Bible Church, but more than just facility. It was the support of the church's uh, pastors and teaching roles. It was um, help to students throughout the years. Um, it was scholarship donations that came through the church at times. A lot of different factors where the the church has been this huge benefactor to the college. And in that sense, I think really brought the college through those what we might call incubation years, that its early existence when it's so fragile as a tiny little fledgling school trying to get started. And really, God used the church in an amazing way. In many ways, uh, Grace Bible has been the biggest benefactor of the college uh, in, its, in its existence. And so it's neat to, to think about the history there. As with any long-term relationship, there's been ups and downs, and, and it hasn't always been smooth sailing. And so could you just comment on some of those challenges that have occurred over the years and how those things were worked through? Brian, do you want to start? Uh, yeah, actually, um, I think there haven't been a lot. Uh, it's been smooth sailing. 
uh, all the way along. I really, maybe Ryan has a better memory. I can't really think of conflicts that we've had or anything like that till actually just fairly recent years. And uh, maybe this is a good opportunity just to commend you as students because uh, a few years ago there were students that um, just made life difficult for, at least I can say for us as a church. And um, I don't sense that here today. I, I really appreciate that. But it just sort of the, the pot was stirred and, and maybe slight differences that existed were magnified and jumped on. And they're just so, yeah, in more recent years, there was there was that type of thing. But but I would say over the last how many years has there been this relationship? What, how long is NBC? Yeah, I would say out of 33 years, there's probably been like three years where there was there's tension or conflict. But um, for the the huge portion of that 33 years, there really was none, at least that I was aware of. And I think it's a neat story of a really, really healthy, beautiful relationship for so much. And the thing that I would like to say is the question itself, it makes me laugh and smile a little bit because sometimes people assume like that there would never be any conflict in a relationship. And that makes me smile because I think there's conflict in every relationship. Ask anybody who's been married or who's been a roommate or who's been a friend, who's been a daughter or a son or anything. We have conflict in our relationships. You guys all know from the teacher of biblical peacemaking that we acknowledge openly conflict in relationships. The really important part is what we do with that. And to me, the part that I want to say is that it's been fun to watch how hard we've worked to maintain a good relationship. Uh, How many meetings, Brian, have you and I had to be part of over even more recent years of seeking hard to work to maintain a peace relationship with one another where we are for one another and don't become against one another, where we work through communication problems or helping uh, various people in both organizations get along with one another and figure out how we do that. So that, to me, is a success story of biblical peacemaking at an organizational level, that we've worked hard to maintain that. And so in some of those recent years, it hasn't been easy. It's been challenging and trying, and yet we've worked at that and keep working at it because we're committed to each other, I think, as believers in the Lord, as brothers and sisters in Christ. To me, that's a success story. I was thinking about the passage I shared at the beginning, being devoted to one another, brotherly love. And sometimes that takes work. Sometimes mm-hmm. it takes effort to work through differences. And, uh, and I, I really appreciate the example that both the church and the college have set in that regard. It hasn't always been easy, particularly the last few years, but you have worked at it. You have mm-hmm. pursued each other, pursued to honor the Lord, even in that difficulty. So Ryan is the president of Montana Bible College. Um, how would you describe the factors that have led to this decision to kind of establish a more independent facility uh, away from from grace. Yeah, I kind of want to answer that with the two-hour version or the two-minute version. You know, there's, as with any decisions like that, there's so many factors that come into play, and each of those has its own complicated history. And I really enjoy telling some of that story in a little bit more depth because I think it points to a couple of things. It it really does provide a, just a fascinating story of, of history and how those 
different factors weave together. Secondly, I think it just has God's fingerprints all over it. It's a story that shows the movement of God in the building of this college in various ways all throughout. And then um, I just think it's a, it's a beautiful story then that, that has lessons to learn out of it. So in that sense, I'd love to give you the two-hour version. Obviously, we don't have a two-hour interview today, and we're not going to do that. So here comes the two-minute version of that. I would say there's really three significant factors that converged in order to help MBC's board make that decision of pursuing more of an independent facility. The first of those is that last spring, uh, 2019, was the culmination of a time where MBC's board had really had to wrestle through some major decisions, questions of identity and direction for the college. And I think that those are both a normal part of existence for any organization over time. You come to places where you have to say, okay, now where are we going? And usually there's some sort of background and impetus for why you come to those moments. And certainly there are in this case, and I could share some of those. But we we had a time where our board wrestled through issues of identity and direction. And last spring, those really culminated and one of the big decisions that was made was that it was an affirmation of MBC's identity as an independent and non-denominational Bible college. For the casual hearer of what I just said there, independent, non-denominational Bible college, that you go, oh, okay, whatever. But as in the case of any organization, understanding who you are, your identity, and your direction, where you're going is so crucial to decision-making. And so for those who are in decision-making roles, suddenly it's those questions that drive major decisions, like who do we hire? What programs will we offer? Uh, What facility will be in? What do our sphere of relationships look like? What will the experience of our students be here at this college? All those kinds of things are driven by those questions of identity and direction. And so for the school, it was, it was a large decision. It, just, it went clear back to the founders. It's fun. I think I showed you guys last spring a newspaper article from the day when MBC first held its classes. The day of, there's a newspaper article that interviewed a number of the founders of the college and things. Clear back there, they were stating that that was the identity of the college. That was its direction. And yet, through those intervening years, as that close, tight relationship was there between the church and the college, sometimes those things got muddied. Where is the college really going? What is its identity truly going to be? And so we had to come through a period of time where the board really wrestled through that because we all needed to be on the same page and moving ahead together. And so that was one factor that culminated in a decision to say, okay, if if this is going to be truly an independent non-denominational Bible college, it's going to have to keep moving in that direction. The second factor of the three that I would list is that the board also decided that in order to keep accomplishing the mission of the college, we needed to continue pressing forward in expansion of our kingdom impact through degree expansion, being able to offer some additional degree programs, emphases that had not been done before. You might be aware that the way I 
like to put it these days is that the small Bible college is an endangered species right now in our culture. It is not an easy time for Bible colleges, given the cultural pressures and the increased financial pressures, given the educational landscape. I could go into so many details about that. But our board has had to look really carefully at that and say, if we're going to accomplish our mission we need to be flexible and adaptable, and we need to do some things. Plus, philosophically, those things fit with where we've always been, but it would be a time to step forward and do some additional things. And so, you know about the workplace ministry degree emphasis that we've initiated, and we're making progress toward. It's before the accreditation right now, and we're expecting to hear back soon. Also, the degree expansions through partnerships, some online partnerships, we see that as a strategic way that we can move this, the college ahead without taking on a bunch of additional overhead that could tank the college financially, rather to say through strategic partnership, we can do some things. We can serve, especially students in this region, uh, so much better. There's not options for students in this region to come in this region and actually get a biblical worldview college education in any sort of liberal arts fields without leaving the region, going somewhere else. So we looked at that and said, this is a strategic step for the college. All of that means, in terms of facility, that the school is going to continue moving in a growth direction that needs to be able to eventually have a facility that's able to handle that. And those of you who are students right now already know, like with office space, um, Dan and Danny are sharing this year because we don't have enough. It's just where we're at as a school. So some initial facility transitions there. The third factor that I think came into play in that was a factor more outside of MBC, but that was that last spring the Elders of Grace Bible Church came to our board and said, could you guys give us some clarity in terms of your direction for facility because the church had been growing and its ministries are developing. And as you all know, they are in the midst of moving towards another facility expansion of their own, um, another phase of that plan. Now, unfortunately for them, they're all tied up with DEQ. You got approval. You did? From a DEQ. Praise the Lord. That has been a long time in coming. So, wow. The funds have been there to get commenced. The the plans are all there. The initial site work has all been done, and then they've just been stalled for a while. But they came to our board... I'm so excited about that. They came to our board last spring and they said, could we have some clarity from you as to long-term plans? Because it's going to affect what building we build. Whether or not they're going to continue, NBC would continue using the office space as it had been and classroom space into the future in the same ways would impact how then Grace Bible Church built their building. And that's a big financial decision, a big architectural decision, etc. So, they asked for that from the NBC's board, and I really thought it was timing of the Lord in that because I think it helped NBC's board to just say, you know what, we need to make some decisions about that. And it was a big, scary sort of decision to make to move that direction because the safe decision is like, look at this incredible building we get to be in. This is state-of-the-art, wonderful facility. Why would you ever want to leave that? And it seems so comfortable And yet the board started to say, for the long term of the school, if we're going to go where we need to go, we're going to have to take that step. And it's scary, but it's necessary. So I think those three factors. 
Thank I think you. that was just over two minutes. Yeah, so. just over two minutes. Yeah, that's it. I've been timing. Thank you for Under that. two hours. Yeah, those, so talking about those three factors, um, Pastor Brian, maybe you can talk about kind of what input you have had with, with Ryan in that process. It's not just been you sitting on the sidelines waiting for um, the board and, and Ryan to, to make any kind of directional decision, but you've been involved with that process so much. Maybe you can comment on what advice you've given to uh, Ryan and, and our board in that process. Yeah, basically, I think it's been pretty simple. I, I've, I've only tried to not, I don't know about give advice as much as uh, encouragement, support, et cetera. But uh, going back to what I said earlier, uh, I have stated to Ryan multiple times that um, I completely get it, that you would, as a school, would like independence. Because I know if I were a part of the school, I would want independence. That just makes sense to me um, if, if we were in the position financially to do it, just because, again, as I said earlier, we constantly get these comments, not bad comments, but, you know, comments like your Bible college or, you know, I don't know how it's stated to Ryan, but you're a part of Grace Bible Church's Bible college. So I would completely understand that independence. And I said that actually for years. So I've supported him and their board in that desire. And the only sort of input I've given is, um, you know, relocating. I get that. Uh, what I would request, and I can only request it as a founder because I don't have any authority. I'm not on the board, I, but I've just just requested that you maintain the doctrinal position integrity that we started with as a school. And that's basically been, is that right, right? I think that's basically been our conversations is that, hey, I, you know, Lord bless you if you guys are in a position to do that, to, to um, move out, get your own facility, then we, we're we're excited for you. Um, so leave physically, don't leave doctrinally. It's basically been our message. And I just want to say, too, that um, Pastor Brian has been uh, one person amongst a number of different people that I personally have gone to multiple times with different things and just said, give me some help here in this leadership decision, in this um, situation that I'm facing. And some of those have been the ones we've had to work through together. But I've just appreciated you in terms of your input into my life. Um, I appreciate uh, older men speaking into my life, uh, men who, hey now. <laughs> yeah, be careful there, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pastor Brian uh, has been in this position, what, 37 years, you said? That's a little longer than I've been in a leadership position. And so in that sense, I just appreciate wisdom from others. Great. You know what, though? How is it that I am more gray and losing more hair than you are? Only your hairdresser knows for sure. So, <laughs> so just a, a follow-up question now, um, just thinking back on all that's been shared so far. What, what is the current status of the facility arrangement between NBC and the church and the more, more general status of the relationship we, we now have with one another? Well, I would just answer the second question first to say that the more general status is we love each other and bless each other. And the the communication back and forth between our boards is so positive to bless one another and encourage one another. NBC's board continues to say to GBC, we love you and bless you and want our presence to be a blessing. And GBC's board continues to say to NBC, we love you and we care about the ministry and we bless your ministry in that so there's that mutual desire to support one another and encourage one another. So that's how I'd answer the, the second question is there's just 
there's been this desire to continue to maintain a really positive relationship, and that's exciting. Um, what about jump in on that? What about I, the first part? Oh, you want to jump in on that? You comment on that? Oh, no, I, other than to echo, you know, we, we I'm talking about we corporately, Grace Bible Church, love Montana Bible College. We have, since the very beginning, we've loved having, it's exciting, frankly, having a lot of students around. It just adds a dynamic, you know, to uh, a facility. So rather than having a big facility that sits empty all week, we've loved having students around here and uh, never really cared. I, I can honestly say I have never really cared this could sound a bad way to say it, but I've really never really cared what students attend our church and what don't. Not that I don't care about the students, and I love any of the students that want to be a part of our church, but that has never been an issue to me. Like, well, how many of the NBC students come to our church? And I, that, that is completely irrelevant. I want them to plug in where the Lord wants them to plug in. Plug in. So uh, it's not been that type of thing. It's, it's, it's just been a, a blessing to, to know that we're a part of what NBC is doing and have that sort of dynamic in our facility, and uh, that's, that hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. In terms of the first question, the specific arrangement that's there right now, um, as all the students already know, NBC uh, and GBC agreed that NBC will transition our offices over across the parking lot into the space we're renovating, which is coming along really well, uh, by June of this year. That needed to be there, so they had a timeline. Uh, They've got some plans for using the current office space for NBC and some future ministry things. And so that was there. That's the first piece of it. And then the second piece that we worked through in the fall months and just kind of through the Christmas break, finally finalized uh, getting some of those pieces in place, is that NBC uh, has offered to begin leasing the classroom and chapel space, et cetera, that we use from Grace. And they've agreed to that, but at a very low rate, way below the, the market value of that space. And we, we see that as a way to say, you know, NBC is, is moving in that direction, and it's a, very, it's a gesture of goodwill on the part of the college to say, hey, church, we will do this. At the same time, the church reciprocates by saying, college, we love you, and we're doing this at a very good low rate to do that. So what we set up is just an agreement to, for the next one to three years on an annual basis, we'll just keep touching base on that and work that arrangement so that NBC just has a a pathway towards a smooth facility transition. And uh, I will talk to you guys a little bit after our interview is done, even about some of those um, plans and what things are out there uh, in terms of possibilities. But um, that's where we're standing in terms of facility arrangement right now. Yeah, and I, to just add a comment, uh, I, I know I speak for all of our leaders because we labored over this. We feel very awkward about NBC leasing space from us. Cause that's never been the case in whatever years. Uh, but we understood the wisdom of the transition, move the offices, and then in time move the classrooms and, and that sort of get it going on that role of where it's no longer like sort of a child living in the home. It's a grown child that's you know, 25 to 30 years old, and they need to pay some rent, you know, kind of thing. So, um, so we, we get that, but it, it does feel really awkward. I mean, when we talked about it, we even just talked about saying, hey, let's just tell them no, just stay in next year, classes, chapel, you know, but um, yeah, we, we, we understood the bigger picture, and so that's the arrangement, but it, it's not a, we don't feel comfortable with it, but it is where it is, so. 
Uh, just to piggyback on something you had said earlier, Pastor, uh, just how much we've been blessed to also, you said it's been a blessing to have students here. I think it's been a blessing for us to be here and to feel the warmth and encouragement from your staff and, and all the people that are traversing through the halls of uh, Grace Bible Church. So we've been blessed as much, if not more. So just to kind of wrap things up and, and put a bow on this discussion a bit, maybe you could share a little bit, uh, both of you, the hopes the dreams, the aspirations that you have uh, for the college looking ahead into the future. Maybe, Ryan, you can start on that. Sure. I would say that as we look at the future of Montana Bible College, we, we start with a place where we say the mission that God has given to this college is a mission that has a future. It is not done yet. Now, when Jesus comes back, we'll be done. <laughs> but until that time, his commission to all believers to make disciples of all nations is going to be in effect. And that call of Jesus, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into the harvest field, that's in effect. That's the mission that God has given MBC. That's our role in his kingdom is to raise up, train up leaders to send out into the harvest field. And so when I look to the future of NBC, that is what we're after, pursuing that mission to, to greater extents, to the glory of God. Uh, Jesus talked about to his disciples, not that you would just bear fruit, but that you would bear much fruit. That's to his father's glory, he says, that it will bear much fruit. And my desire for NBC is that we increase the fruit-bearing capacity of this college, that we increase the missional effectiveness of the college. Now, we also live in very trying times, and the situation, as I already mentioned before, for Bible colleges in our country is not getting easier. It's getting much more difficult. And in that vein, um, it's important that NBC be strategic about what we're doing, that we be very careful about the things that we do, that we both maintain our integrity as an institution and what that means biblically, and we say we are going to continue studying the Bible and um, basing all of our faith and our practice on Scripture, and we're going to go forward in that way, in an uncompromising way, in a world that would just constantly want us to compromise. At the same time, we're going to pursue the methods that we have to pursue that are within the scope of the ministry that God's called us to, to be able to accomplish that mission. You know, we might have to go underground someday as a college. Could we do that? Would our mission be over if they said, you, you can't exist publicly? No, our mission wouldn't be over. We'll go underground if that were where it goes. We don't see that coming in, in the short term, but we do see things that'll affect, say, our 501c3 tax-exempt status coming down the pike shortly in our country. We see things that will affect potentially accreditation coming down the pike. So our board and our directors have to be very aware of those things and say, let's steer this college in a way that can set us up for continued mission fulfillment, even in the midst <clears throat> excuse me, of a challenging time. Brian, do you want to, just having been part of the inception of the college and been so integrally involved from, from, from the beginning, maybe do you, do you want to share a little bit about what your aspirations are and hopes and dreams for the future of NBCR? Well, yes. And, I, you know, again, going back to the five of us who met and prayed and planned and all of that, 
I would say it's no different. We just long to have a Bible college in southwest Montana where obviously anybody was welcome to come, but also that where Montana students wouldn't have to leave the state to go to Bible college if that's where their heart was at. And uh, that would train them for serving the Lord, whether that is in some official role, or we have a lot of rural churches in Montana, so a lot of graduates may end up in a church where they're not on a staff, but they're a key part of a church. And I know as a pastor what it means to have lay people in your church that are supportive and behind you. And so we just wanted NBC to be training young men and women for whatever God has for them. So they could plug in in their church, uh, whether it's as you know a lead pastor or as a, a lay deacon or whatever role, to be a blessing and then a furtherance of the the cause of Christ. So that's I know that was our dream, our vision as founders. I know it still is for those of us too. You know Ryan's dad and Maynard are with the Lord. Ron Parkhurst, who was out at Manhattan Bible. I, I don't know if you is he still, still alive? alive is he in very poor health right now? Okay, so I, I hadn't kept track of Ron, so I didn't know if there were two of us left or three. What, but, uh, but I know Mark and I uh, have had these very conversations recently. We want nothing but the best for NBC. In fact, Mark was one of the ones in our elder discussion when the proposal came from NBC about the leasing who said, let's not, let's not do that. Let's not accept. We don't want to take any money from NBC. We just want. But then we ended up going a different direction. But all that to say, I know I can speak for Mark, myself as founders. We want to see the school uh, be successful and, and do what we feel like God gave us a, a vision for when it started, and that is our dream, and that is our prayer and our hope. Well, thank you. Well, that kind of wraps up the questions that we had prepared ahead of time. And one of the things that part of the design of this interview format was to to inform you, to keep you informed. You know, sometimes you as the students are the last ones to know what's happening. And we wanted to keep you informed so you can be praying, you can be, uh, you can understand what happens. And sometimes when misinformation's floating around, you can correct it and say, that's not the case. You know, we, we've heard from Pastor Brian, we've heard from our president, and this, this is where things stand. And so, Brian, do you, I mean, Ryan, do you want to um, just share any more, just kind of include in conclusion about... Um, Anything to kind of wrap things up before we have a little time of prayer? Yeah. You want to do that? Um, I did want to just share with all of you guys a few things that are, are still there. Obviously, the facility question is a big one then. Uh, we have this short-term plan in place. So we know the next one to three years, we move the offices there. We continue with classroom and chapel and, and so forth here in this building. So that's there. <clears throat> so what beyond that, you say, what's next? We're working hard on that. And I can't have all the answers for you. I can tell you that. It's complicated. There's lots there. Let me just give you a, a picture of the range of options that are out there. Um, the most immediate, most simple option would be for NBC to continue to build out its current campus that's right there across the parking lot. We uh, have the space on those lots to build one more building. We're in conversation right now with the business park that's over there. In fact, we have a meeting this afternoon that I have to go to over there. And um, <clears throat> part of that conversation has to do with all kinds of depths of their you know, septic system and the flow rates that we would add to it. And the, all that stuff is there. So that's a conversation that's happening still right now currently. Um, what could we do about building out another uh, building over there that would um, self-contain NBC. Of course, you all would realize then that NBC is landlocked there. The 
property all around it is bought up. There's the one lot north of there, which we've tried for years to get our hands on, and it's not happening. We're denied that. They've got plans for that lot, and it's going to be built on shortly. And so <clears throat> there is no other space for NBC right there. So if we outgrow that space, then the Bible College has to figure out another way to relocate into a place where we can survive. We've looked at all kinds of options, even from very creative, out-of-the-box campus light options, like how would you function out of a campus where you had no physical campus? Could you do that? What would you do? Could we meet in homes and use technology? And I mean, we've looked at options like that, and you wrestle through questions of identity and what would that mean? What kind of a presence would you have if you did that? So we've looked at those options. We've looked at property options. And you probably understand, being people in the Bozeman area, that the uh, property prices in Bozeman are slightly more than astronomical. And <laughs> it's, it's crazy to think of purchasing property and what that could look like. Um, I, I call on all these real estate signs and all that. We look at just the property right across the road, across 19th from here. I called one day and I said... <clears throat> I'm just interested in this, the property, you have this for sale sign out there, and the man says, and who might you be representing? I said, well, Montana Bible College, and he said, I don't think you have enough money to be interested in this property. That was just how the conversation started. I'm like, oh, well, do tell, and he said that the smallest of the lots over there was for sale for $7 million, and that it would take you an estimated another $7 million just to prepare the site to build on, and then the money to build on top of that. And I said, oh, thank you very much <laughs> for enlightening me. So there are those kinds of prices that you look at around uh, the, the valley. At the same time, uh, there are things that the Lord can do. Um, there is a, a donor in the Gallatin Valley who's interested in donating 80 acres of land to the college. Wow. Now, our board is looking at that because it's out near Three Forks. And you say, well, what would it mean to relocate the college that far out? Is that a good move and not good move? Different people have different opinions. Some people say, that's way out in the boonies. Why, how could we ever live that far from Walmart? And <clears throat> other people say, that's a dream come true. It's got this incredible view of the mountains out there and its space and and it gets you out of Gallatin County for building purposes. Wouldn't that be amazing? So we have to weigh those options and look at that. And our board is doing that. We've, had, we've already met with the county planning board from Broadwater County to see what that could look like. And we're trying to do our due diligence in those areas. So we've looked at all kinds of options. But that's where we're at right now is looking and formulating. So I'd appreciate all of your prayers in that. What does the Lord have? Uh, if we were able to build on our current site, that could be potential of an intermediate plan that could take the school out another five, ten years, depending on growth, and, and I can't predict the future. I am not able to do that. So, we don't know. But that could be the intermediate plan that could take the school out a ways further, and then you end up with a long-term plan. So, we are formulating that. We could really use your prayers, that God would open the right doors, that he would give wisdom to our college's leadership, uh, that he would provide the necessary funds for those things. He's provided for NBC all along. When it started, Pastor Brian can attest to this, um, no, none of those people had money. I mean, none. 
I can attest as a kid growing up in my parents' house, we didn't have any money. I can tell you that. And yet the Lord provided all along the way. And the fact that we have right now property with three buildings on it, all of which you know, are million plus kind of dollar buildings, the fact that we have that right now, we could never have afforded that. And yet the Lord has provided. So I think it gives us confidence and faith to say he will keep providing. Um, if he wants it done, he can get it done. So in that sense, we pray together with faith, watching what he will do. Um, the other two things that I would like to say is, as we think towards the future, I already mentioned just the mission of the college, but how critical it is that we maintain that focus and we continue on the mission that he's given to us. Second uh, Timothy 2 2. The Apostle Paul speaking, you know, and the things that you have learned from, received from me, and trust these to faithful men who will be qualified to teach others also. That generational approach of disciple making, that's what we're about to train each of you and every next generation of students that comes here to be disciple makers in God's kingdom. That's what we're about. That's what we're going to continue to do. So, doesn't matter where we're going to get that job done. If you have to come to my living room, we'll get that job done. I will. That's the mission that God has given to us. So we're excited to pursue it, to stick with it, and go forward together. Uh, there was one more thing I wanted to say, and it is escaping me at the moment.